was so embarrassed. And so I had to have a police escort from the hospital back to my room. You're listening to the Noisy House Project podcast with your hosts, Ben Francisco. Come on, Francisco, let's go. <laughs> Michelle Francisco. I am like... <laughs> Justin Balash. All right, quiet down there, Balash. <laughs> and Shana Balash. And without further ado, The Noisy House Project. Welcome back to The Noisy House Podcast. Don't. You messed that up. (laughs) I was like, Project, 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 Project. Podcast. (laughs) I threw you off because I I was doing voices. That's right. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) This is all going in the episode for the record. Welcome back to the Noisy House Project. Uh, We're sitting down tonight. We're going to talk about laughing and having fun. So we'll throw a question out there of, do you guys have fun in your household? Do you plan for it? Do you just let kind of good times happen naturally? Or is it something that is lacking? Is it something that you know when you really think about it? No, there's not really. <laughs> so as I sit here, my wife is holding up four fingers. He's asked four questions. Because I've asked four questions. And I'm notorious for saying, let me ask you a question. And it spins into many questions. So We're at four. Do you have fun? Yes. You got you to gotta laugh. You got to have fun. Because if you don't, then you're boring. That's, That's it. That's true. all I have to say. All right, we're done. let's wrap it up (laughs) that was actually part of our premarital sort of with um so my youth pastor was the one who performed our wedding and i remember we went out to lunch or dinner or something with them and one of the things he said to us was like he had he was famous for having acronyms for everything do you remember like in the 90s it was like every sermon was like three things that start with the same letter like the key points Oh, yeah. Register with me. Yes, yeah. yes. So he was coming up with like, he had like three points. It was like, and it was famous. Like he always did that. But one of them was laughter. Do you laugh? I remember him saying that. And I think we started laughing as he said it because we laugh a lot. But anyway, it's good premarital right there. We laugh, <laughs> uh, you know, we laugh a lot. And I think it's important to point out we laugh together. We laugh at one another in a good way. Not in a, mm. like, poking fun, making fun at one another. But just, I think, in a very kind of innocent way. Like, I think there's just a lot of, there's a lot of joy. There's a lot of laughter. But not at one another's expense. Right. That's a good distinction to make. Because I, I, when I was a youth pastor, there was this time period where Everybody just busted on each other. It was just like, Mm -hmm. you know, it was the thing to do. And that was how you got to laugh. But it, it, it was, I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure that some of those kids really, really were hurting after some of those Mm -hmm. conversations, some of those joke sessions. Um, even though they had a smile on their face, you know, plastered on. But, um, yeah, you definitely have to keep it, um, in a positive spin, we don't want to tear anybody down. We want to make sure that we're, you know, kind 
I know know that I have a propensity for self, uh, you know, you you know, being somewhat uh, like bashing of myself a little bit. You know, oh look how short I am (laughs) with that voice specifically. (laughs) There are so many voices in our house. Um, not just because there are six people who live there, but because Ben. There's at least six. There's at least six. Voices. Yeah. But and- so many different voices. It's yeah. so crazy. So, Michelle, you do the voices? I do not. No. No. Let's, let's, so let's many hear discussions. Them on, let's hear the voices. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I don't. Because. Ben and I have four children, and he has trained them in the voices. And oh, they do! Yeah, they do. There's so many voices. I I just feel like, you know, my voice isn't necessary to, you know, make different voices. Your voice is necessary. I mean, my voice is necessary, obviously, but (laughs) (laughs) otherwise, you could not say things to me. I, you know, let me let me tell you why laughter and and um, being able to to find certain, find levity in every situation is necessary. I'm going to tell you a story to get you there. When I was a teenager, my uh, father was scolding me for something. I don't even remember what it was for, but all I can remember was he was really, really, really mad and. I, I only remember myself, my mom, and my dad there because nobody else wanted to be nearby when my father was yelling. Um, but in the middle of this scolding, I tried to talk back to him somehow. And he stared right at my face and started cracking up. And I'm like, oh, dad, like, what? what is this funny to you? Like, I don't even understand what's going on here. Why are you laughing? And I'll never forget what he said. He said, if I don't laugh, you don't want to see what happens. <laughs> and as a side note, I can't really even picture your dad yelling because I see the like, you know, loving Lolo and he yeah. has never yelled in my presence. He's a gentle man. He's, he's very kind. And uh, <laughs> I pushed him to the limit sometimes and I feel bad about that. But I was a bad kid sometimes. But until um, I came into your life, I mean, you should be thanking me. Yeah, no, I'm not a bad. <laughs> Apparently, <kid. laughs> he doesn't yell, and yeah, no, oh, you know. I mean, I mean, yeah, my father is gentle and kind. And <laughs> he doesn't. I haven't heard him yell in a long time, <laughs> mostly because I'm I'm much taller. I think he's shrinking because of his age. <laughs> so, and I'm not even that tall. <laughs> I'm very short. <laughs> Look how short I am. (laughs) So in our house, I feel like we have, you know, planned funny things that happen, you know, like during this whole COVID-19 thing, we've done really weird family fun times where we've dressed up as characters or played weird games or, you know, um, done like a little chopped thing which gets really funny and silly um, and we're all laughing at the creations that we're making in the kitchen but we also have kind of that spontaneous fun too um, and the truth is that 
I am not really that much fun by myself, but with my family. No, I'm not. Yeah. Um, your oldest my... was just on Facebook for your birthday saying that you were the <laughs> one bringing people together. It was really sweet. So, Well, I'm an organizer. How about that? Sure. I'm an organizer of fun, but I'm not. My presence doesn't necessarily bring the fun just because I have a really cool accent or anything. I mean, if I do, no one will ever know. But, it it um, would be so funny if you started doing that <laughs> stuff because she's going to be eighty and bust out some kind of accent that she's been holding on to for decades. One day, <laughs> check this one out. <laughs> I've been making you wait. <laughs> no one will ever know. <laughs> oh man, yeah, our house. We <laughs> we have three boys. True. So. Three boys that are all 18 months apart. True. The funny side of things I can, and and it's happened as they get older, it happens more where I may go into their rooms to scold them at bedtime because somehow when you send them to bed, they go in and they shut their door. They share a room. They thought that you (laughs) meant it's time to play wrestlemania (laughs) and people are jumping and throwing each other and banging into doors and you go in to try and figure out the confusion between go to bed and wrestle (laughs) and you're just not sure where the breakdown happened so as you as you go in to try and seriously bring them into line so that they get themselves into bed and they look at you and one of them just starts laughing. <laughs> and you yourself cannot keep yourself from laughing as well. Well, you know, there's a difference though when they try and do that to <laughs> manipulate you to laugh. True. Versus this is true. when it happens naturally. This is true. And I think at their at their age, I think it's just a natural kind of like you know, they go in and, you know, you go in to try and bring the hammer down and they're just like, let me tell you what that just happened. And it was so funny. That kind of thing. That's why they can't keep it in. And then so, my elbow went into his nose. Yeah. And then it was bleeding all over. Okay. So, so and I, inevitably it's somebody farted. Oh, I mean, somebody let's farted. Be okay. Always. <laughs> well, always. Yes. Yeah. So Parts I think the fun does, I think for us, it's a lot of times the, the boys help. You know, I grew up in a, in a house, I had three sisters, right? So it was a little bit different than than what would they have. And so having three boys, it's just somebody's always doing something. We know that it's so important to have um, laughter. It's so important to have just a, a light feeling in their household. Like who wants to who wants to wake up every day and and just dread. <laughs> The time they're going to have. Obviously, you want you want to be light, have some humor, be able to enjoy the people you're around. You know that there's something wrong when something actually is funny, and folks are just like, "Yeah, whatever." You know, yeah, that's true. You know, there's something wrong. So having that as somewhat of a constant, being able to to have that be the the norm. And then when someone is not feeling that way, that's that's when you have a telltale of either 
problem or issue that you need to deal with, that's a lot better than everybody always being upset and then, you know, trying to figure out whether or not somebody's upset even more, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that's so important that we keep a light, healthy, and as a matter of fact, healthy, there's there's some real good information. Huh? Do you have that, you have that information on? on I do. Okay. I do. You, you want to share that with us? The Mayo Clinic has some good information out there on stress relief from laughter, which um, certainly we can say that even in our podcasts here that we've had a lot of great stress relief. Um, so the short term is that it you know, helps to relieve your stress and it soothes tension. The long term is it actually improves your immune system. And I thought that was very interesting because right now in, you know, these times we're talking about keeping our immune system strong, but that laughing actually keeps our immune system strong, Hmm. Um, relieves pain. um, It increases personal satisfaction in life and, of course, improves our mood. I think I've heard before it releases endorphins Mm -hmm. that... Um, that are really, really healthy for you, help you to, to stay And that's like a short-term healthy. side effect. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I think it, you, you mentioned it feeling light. And it's funny because growing up, that wasn't my household. Um, and I never really put the word heavy to it. But growing up, my home felt heavy a lot of times. And it's just interesting because I hadn't really thought of it that way and you can't like you can't walk into a room and purpose to make people laugh that usually doesn't work real well it's that spontaneity of it you know that that kind of keeps it real beautiful like and it keeps it light so i'm i'm grateful for it but it's tough because it's something that you know you you can't just like say sit down with your family at dinner and say here's the 20 knock knock jokes i'm gonna try tonight and see what happens you know but i think it comes from too not taking yourself too seriously to be able to laugh at yourself might be the place to start if you're sitting here going, yeah, that's not that's not a common theme in our home, but maybe I want it to be. I don't know how to get it there. I think it might be a, a hard question to ask yourself, but if you find yourself maybe perhaps with a lack of laughter, then perhaps the question is, is or how would you evaluate yourself as it relates to joy? So do you find yourself to be a joyful person? Or do you find yourself to be maybe your situation or your family? Does it bring you joy? Mm-hmm. And just in the sense of like, I was sitting here thinking of like, okay, that heaviness versus that uh, heaviness and stress versus light and and joyful came to mind. Because when I'm not joyful, that I'm not interested in laughing, being amused by something or, or, or finding entertainment in something. And so maybe, so, so maybe for you, if the answer is, well, I'm not joyful, then the next question is, okay, well, why? And trying to kind of figure out mm. a little bit more of, of what that's rooted in and, and why you're kind of there. Because I just, I just think the lack of laughter is, is, is stressful. It's tense. Mm-hmm. We said heavy. It's it just, it's weighty. Where when we're laughing and having fun, we're enjoying one another's company. Um, we're enjoying things about life or things, the laughter and things like that. It's in one sense, it's it's me kind of saying like I enjoy something about you mm-hmm. in a way, you know, or just enjoy the presence of being with you. I can think 
countless nights that Shane and I have gotten into bed and just laughed about silly stuff. <laughs> Our like, kids wonder if something's wrong. Like one of them will right. come down and be like, are you okay? Yeah, like, we we're just sorry. We're just like laughing about silly stuff. And it's happened. It's happened so much throughout our marriage that I kind of take it for granted and don't really think about it. And I'm grateful for it. Just as I'm sitting here, just connecting the laughter and the joy. Mm-hmm. It's a good connection. I was just going to say, I thought that was a really good point about if you don't have joy, you can't really laugh because, um, you know, there are times we go through seasons in our life when something has stolen our joy, mm-hmm. right? And we know that it's stolen our joy because maybe we aren't laughing as much. Maybe we aren't able to engage in that light, even when hard things are going on. You know, we can be going through hard things, but still not have our joy stolen. Right. But there are times where where we maybe are robbed of joy and, you know, we have to really get that back. You can give up on it, I think. Yeah, I agree. You know, this isn't to say that other emotions are bad. That's true. Okay? So this is just to say that it's so important to to realize the need for that levity, that lightness, that laughter. Um, because, you know, you wouldn't know true joy and laughter if you didn't understand true pain or even fear or even, you know, the, the difficult times. So so we need to really kind of know the contrast and not just live in one side or the other. Mm-hmm. So so I think I think it's important to point out though that if if you're finding that you have a majority of negative uh, feelings and and you're finding it difficult to ever laugh, mm-hmm. it's okay to ask for help. You're not alone. You have to. And if you are alone, reach out. Yeah. Because I think that there's always a way. There's always a way. Being alone with that. You know, there's a lot of folks who are probably going to be listening that are going to, they're going to say to themselves, oh, you know what? These people, they're, I guess that's what normal is. And what I have is abnormal and I'm broken and, 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 you know, life is horrible. Like, Please don't think that that we're trying to paint a picture of what's normal, what's not normal. Okay? What we're trying to do is help people understand (laughs) that this is so important. It's very important. And and if for you, normal is sadness or despair Mm -hmm. or fear, you really should find somebody that you trust or, or find somebody that you know that can help to help you because you can't stay that way. It's not okay to stay that way. Mm-hmm. Very, very unhealthy to, to continue to stay that way. There are people that have been in our lives that are clinically depressed, who who have fought battles. And and some people that we, we know of that have lost that battle. And we don't want you to lose that battle. We want you to win. We want you to, to, to be able to laugh. We want you to be able to have joy. So we, when we're at home, and we're uh, dealing with sadness. One of the one of the ways to deal with sadness is to try and poke fun, you know, it, it, at the right time, right place, you know, or to a lot of times 
uh, self-deprecating <laughs> works the best, you know? So, like, if, if somebody gets hurt, you know, get a boo-boo, and they're crying, uh, a lot of times, you know, dad will pretend that, like, you know, he fell down or something like that. And we'll try and get back to a baseline here um, so that we can all move forward. I think it's good for us to to be uh, looking out, uh, having eyes that really see the people around us too. Because if there are folks who who are um, either extremely extremely happy that maybe that's not quite right. Well, there are I a think lot of people I have a, like that. a good um, example, not in our own lives, but you know, as a Young married couple, um, Ben had a tonsillectomy a couple months after we got married. And um, I learned just how needy he is. (laughs) But I love him. It's a different episode. (laughs) (laughs) It is. The tonsillectomy? Um, (laughs) That was was an episode in and of itself. (laughs) But we were sitting in the waiting room. And by we, I mean... Ben was getting his tonsils out and his aunt and his grandmother and his mom and his dad, we were all sitting there waiting for him. And his aunt begins to tell me a story about how now, now Ben is first generation American, but his family came from the Philippines. And during World War II, they were children in the war and they had to leave their house and they had to layer their clothing and put rice in all the pockets because they could only bring what they had on their body. And they were literally running from the Japanese. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to mess up all the details of this story. So I don't want to give too many specific things. But there was a part of the story where they had sat down and they built a fire and they pulled rice out of their pockets and they were cooking it over the fire and his uncle, who was like three or something at the time, begins to cry because they don't have salt for their rice. <laughs> now, my kids would be crying way before that, <laughs> right? You know, they're running yeah. through like there are things right. exploding yeah. behind yeah, them. There's the, shrapnel. The, the Japanese I mean, army is searching out people to, you know, to line them up and some and execute some of them you know exactly and she said his i'll never forget his aunt burst into laughter and she said and we all began to laugh because we knew that we would survive if he needed salt and you know he was that upset about the salt and so they all began to laugh and i thought to myself Well, I mean, that's not a happy moment to laugh in, but it was something that gave them hope Mm -hmm. that there was something beyond this moment. Mm -hmm. So even if there's something really hard going on, laughter can help push you through. I don't know about you guys, different roles that you play in your family and like growing up, but that was always, (laughs) let's be clear, I'm not really a funny person. We joke that I have like what? one or two times a year when I'm like legit funny and when it comes out we'll look at each other and I'll be like hey it's one of my funny days and then it's like gone like it's just what happens but ironically enough growing up especially like uh, my one grandmother was a very serious woman and had some really serious circumstances 
So whenever I was around her, my my role was to make her laugh. And I unofficially knew that. I was the one who always lightened her up. That was always my role. You know, so it's just funny. And so even like, even now I find it that often when we're with my side of the family, I always feel like it's my, it's my unofficial role to be the air lightener, you know, that's, I'm always lightening the air around people to reestablish that, that lightness, that enjoyment, that Mm -hmm. don't anybody take yourselves too seriously or this is going to go south real fast. I think the first comedian came out of that atmosphere probably. (laughs) I, I I can I could probably almost guarantee it. You know, the folks who have had it their hardest to have come out and become like funniest people. And the thing is about that, folks who are actually very funny, a lot of times battle with mm-hmm. and and so I think we have to also watch out for the other side of funny. Mm-hmm. A lot of pain. Yeah. So I don't know where we are in time and we can tweak this. We're past, but that's We're okay. Way past. I think, <laughs> I think, I think hey, this is important. What's your most embarrassing moment or an embarrassing moment that comes to mind? Oh, that's that's like... How many do you have? <laughs> that's like my, my whole life. <laughs> All right, I'll start because this one is on my mind. So we took a trip in high school. Our youth pastor, he's he's making a couple appearances on this one. I, I love my youth pastor. He's like a dad to me. So he used to take us on, we call them mystery trips. You could probably never, ever get away with doing this nowadays. But the parents <laughs> the would know where we were going. This was high school. Parents would know where we were going ahead of time. They signed the permission slips, but the kids didn't know. And for the most part, they managed to keep it a secret. And we would get on the church bus and head to wherever we were going and try to figure it out on the way. So we were, I think we took a trip to D.C. one weekend. I think that was it. Or uh, now I'm going to botch the story. Point of the story is we got on a subway at some point on this one trip. Well, you know how at the end of the subway on the train, like row, there's that clear like plexiglass, like when you come into the, yeah, yeah, I didn't see it at all. (laughs) No joke. I walked right into it. Of like course. face plant, like the person on the other side oh, is staring at oh me and man. seeing my smushed face. I have a bunch of those. Place. I've totally done stuff like, like that. I can practically yeah. feel it just thinking about it. My sister did that with a pole once. Oh. She just turned around, boom, right into it. Fell right down on the ground. It was awesome. It was one of my favorite times in life. Wait, wait, wait. Your embarrassing moments. Yeah, like no, my oh, we'll edit that out. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to keep it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Michelle, what do you got? Well, I mean, there's so many things because I'm a, I'm a very clumsy person. One time I was at college, I was bringing my laundry home for the weekend and, and my college was about two and a half hours from home. And so I was going out to the car and it's on this kind of like big hilly, not mountain, but it's hilly, really hilly at the school. And I didn't want to wait for like I was parked way out in Jibet and I didn't want to wait for like the little shuttle that brings you to your car. Um, And so a lot of times I would take this little path down the side of this really big hill, like not a mountain, (laughs) but like it was big, right? And you know, people are scaling down it. They're doing fine. It's this little dirt path that we all kind of created so that I could walk less to get way out where I was parked because I was parked really far and I had a huge load of laundry with me. And I totally slid down 
and sprained my ankle so badly that I couldn't even walk. My laundry bag had holes in it, you know, and I had to literally wait until someone came nearby. Nobody was around. Nobody could see me. I was behind all these cars. I wasn't near my car. And I'm like trying to slide, you know, (laughs) it was crazy. And finally, someone else comes down the path. You know, I was so embarrassed, like, because here I am laying there, you know, with a bag of laundry and (laughs) they call the campus police and I have to go to the hospital and all this stuff. I mean, oh, my goodness, it was terrible. And I couldn't drive home that weekend after all. Was it your right ankle? It was my right ankle. So I couldn't drive. And so I had to have a police escort from the (laughs) hospital back to my room. I couldn't. I was on the fourth floor with no, you know, no elevator. I was in a house that I I was renting a room at a house. It was so embarrassing. You don't have one? I'm really struggling. You're you're never. I got more if you want one of mine, but. He's too slow. No, I so so it wasn't super embarrassing, but I, but I, this is where I'll go. Um, so growing up, one of my sisters, she she danced from the time that she was really old enough to walk through high school, and so every year she would have you know different shows, and at the end of her shows, she would always get gifts and she'd get flowers and everything else. So I I kind of growing up, you know, it was always kind of like yeah. I, playing sports and stuff like that and i'm not getting any gifts at the end of the season and i'm not getting anything at the end of the season and stuff like that but i played sports year round and i didn't have one or two big kind of things every year or whatever so my uh senior year of baseball played my last game as a senior and at the end of the game my mom comes running out onto the field with a dozen yellow roses (sighs) And <laughs> and so I don't remember being like super embarrassed by it or anything else. She thought it was really funny, and it was it was it was kind of it was kind of funny. And you know, most of the there's pictures people, yeah, there is, and most of the people there like they were friends of mine and stuff like that. So I could kind of explain to you know why why I was <laughs> seventeen really cool years looking. old and getting a dozen yellow roses from my mother at the end of a baseball, baseball game. <laughs> All right, which one do you want? I have. <laughs> I know I keep it's thinking like every, of more. everything alright you want the one when I was a child and I said something no older years I said something really funny that was sexual in front of my entire family <laughs> we're gonna keep this you know <laughs> do you want the one where I was a teenager keep this rated and G <laughs> I made a, I made a, made a bad appearance choice so that I, so I right, go with the second one A I want A let me let me just start by saying I didn't know that I was saying something. That's the best part, yeah. Okay. Well, that's but not embarrassing enough. Then. It was pretty embarrassing because oh. I found out what it meant. How how old were you though? <laughs> I was like ten or eleven. Oh, that's embarrassing. Oh, yeah. It's pretty okay, embarrassing because I, I didn't know what I was saying at the time. <laughs> so the first one, we were driving in a family trip. It's a fifteen passenger van. Dodge Maxi oh, Wagon, humongous <laughs> vehicle, driving south, and, and the family's having a big discussion about, like, you know, oh, you know, we might get some properties down there, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. And oh, yeah, this one has a pool. And this one's really nice. It has four bedrooms. And, and, and I'm like, wow, that sounds great. 
And then, and, and the whole time they're saying this word that I'm attaching to, right? And I'm like, in my brain, I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I think, I think I would like that too. Like, yeah, okay. So I pop out and I say to everybody, hey, dad, mom, I want a condom. <laughs> Don't you want a condom? We should get condoms. That's great. They were saying condo, condominium, condo, and I just morphed the words together and I said condom. How, how many people were in the 15 passenger van? Well, probably 20. <laughs> that was before Most seat of them were Filipino, so we all kind of jammed in there. It was fine. It was fine. It was before seatbelts. What did your family do? Huh? What did they do? Everybody it was like an uprising. Like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then all my, all my, uh, like my, my, like my sister, and then my cousins. They're all older than me, so they're like, "No, you don't even know what that means." <laughs> you said something bad. I'm like, "What? What? What? What did I do?" And everybody's like, "No, don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't tell. You don't need to know. You don't need to know." I'm like, what? What? So that was the that was the the sexual word when I was with my entire family. <sighs> like not getting your household, family. your whole family was in the van. I want to buy a condom. Can I get a condom? Oh gosh, I'm saying that too loud. I think. Anyway, my kids start saying that. It oh, is yeah. all you. <laughs> you know, life is embarrassing sometimes. Got to know how to laugh can't take yourself too seriously now, hopefully it was fun and enjoyable. all that to say keep laughing keep laughing keep coming back and hearing our crazy stories at noisy house project we hope you join us again thanks we're grateful that you decided to listen to nhp invite your friends and family to the nhp community by sharing a link to our podcast on any of the major podcast platforms including apple podcasts and spotify or you can check us out on facebook or instagram at noisy house project or on our website noisyhouseproject.com until next time press on and fight the good fight in your own noisy house project <laughs>